I can't wait for you to hear from our guest today, Dana Grant. Dana is one of the founders of Cauliflower Foods. She also is a master coach where she helps people go from fear to freedom, self-doubt to self-love. She's coached over 3,000 people in nine different countries. We talked about her coaching tactics today, as well as diving deep into her own personal journey. It's a conversation you're not going to want to miss. I've got a question for you. Who's the person you're being? Are you satisfied? It's okay. This is a judge-free zone, and it's exactly why I started the show. Welcome to Be The Person, a podcast for the brave and the curious who are ready to explore who they are fully created to be. I'm your host, Annie Randall, the adventurous one leading this investigative journey of transformation. By delving into topics and asking unexpected questions, we will discover the keys for unlocking our true potential and being our best selves today. You may be surprised by what you find when you let go of fear in order to discover the answers of becoming the person you were made to be. Welcome to Be The Person podcast. I am so excited that you're joining today. You are in for such a treat. We have my friend, she's an elite coach, just an overall amazing woman. Um, Dana Grant, welcome to the show. I'm so thrilled that you're here to talk with us today. I am so excited to see you. You are one of my favorite people. Yeah, I just, I love it. I was just so excited to connect back with you. Oh, just yeah. the energy and everything we share. Even I think yeah. we were talking a long time before this and I didn't necessarily even want to hit record because I wanted to keep you to myself. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think that I've ever talked to anyone so long before recording, but I love spending time with you. You're such, you're, you just illuminate the the truth of who you are. I love that. You know, you're, you're very transparent on your, who you are. You just shine. I, I love that about you. I, I met that the first time I met you, I saw that. Thank you. I appreciate that. Well, tell us about you, um, a little bit about what you do today and then your journey that led you there. Well, I am a master coach and, and what that looks like, there's a lot of coaches out there. I mean, you're a coach in many ways. Um, but I, as a life coach, I help people navigate and I don't think they often know why they come to me. They often come because I've built big businesses or I've made a lot of money and sold companies. That may be why they think they're coming here, but there's always something deeper that they're navigating that. And I'm a deep dive coach. I go deep and then I'm, you know, it, we're not going to ice skate on the top of the, of the pond. We're going deep. And so I, I love doing that work. I love uncovering what may be blocking people. We can call them limited beliefs. I'm going to go further into core wounds and core fears. And we're going to navigate those waters. People get stuck in the maze and their, their brain just wants to go there. It hits a terror barrier. And I bring them to the other side safely so they can make those steps and achieve what they want. I love that because I know that you have helped so many people do that, that feel stuck, get to where they want to go. And maybe they don't even know it, like you said up front, but it's yeah. a place better than they ever expected. I think... They might not think that in the middle, <laughs> but when they get there, I think you're right. They're really, they're, they're happy about the, the finish line, you know, that goal line, you know, it's kind of like a playbook and, and everyone has their own playbook. So I look at it 
individually each time. There's not one size fits all, you know? So I think that whomever I call in, I know is very aligned with what and where they need to go. I don't think there's any mistakes in this life or coincidences. I think everything is pretty guided. Agree. Well, you have so much of your story that I feel like we could dig into, but I know one thing in 2016, you were the co-creator of Cauliflower Foods. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about that. How did that, how did that even come to be? Well, we'll have to go back a little bit. You know, I was a, I, I was setting records as a lobbyist and in that process, and that was a decade earlier, I got sick. Um, mm -hmm. I got really sick. They diagnosed me with irretractable migraines. I had the best uh, neurologist in the world working with me. I, I mean, I went from never a headache and, or an aspirin in my life, cycling 75 to 100 miles a day, 50 miles minimum, very fit, very healthy, um, to debilitatingly sick, getting stuck in cities all over the, the country in emergency rooms. And I took a medical leave and, and that, that journey was long. And when I started understanding the mind body connection that I had a lot of trauma and I, people that have illnesses, it is, I think it's a direct correlation to how we emotionally carry our life. So I started unpacking and healing that. And in that process, I started becoming a health coach. It just lit me up. I wanted to help people get healthy again, you know, because I saw that cutting out inflammations. I never, I, I was never a drinker. They would say, don't do dark chocolate. I'm like, check, I don't. Don't do red wine. Check, I don't. Don't do meats, you know, processed meats. I don't. So what is going on here? You know, because I was really a whole foods person prior to that. But, but I think at some point, I just never gave up. I knew that there were holistic that it that the, the body knew the way that my body knew the answers and so that was a 10-year journey on finding that out and i landed being a health coach which i set records with with a multi-level marketing i didn't even know what an mlm was i was at a conference i'm like what's an mlm and uh, i was there because i had set records with the company and i'm like they said multi-level marketing and i said what what's that they said they want you to build teams your frontline number is too big and i'm like oh I, uh, re what? <laughs> because, you know, I just wanted to help people. And I loved that. So through that came cauliflower foods, you know, because I was, I love pizza. I loved pizza. So I, you know, I had a coach who said, have you ever tried cauliflower, you know, the cauliflower pizza crust, you can make them. And so I made them and I started making them really well. And then starting drug reps where I was making them all day long. And then found a way to process it. And then came at me and I live in California. She lived in California. And I said, cauliflower foods. And, you know, and that was the beginning of baking, marketing, you know, starting at the local farmer's market. And that's where cauliflower foods was born. And then my partner took it from there. I knew I wanted to, I, I'm so part of the creative process. Um, but I didn't want to run a food company. You know, there was, I wanted to be a coach. I wanted to be a life coach. So I had already had my LLC. I had everything ready to go after I created that. Sometimes we just fall into things and we, we need to follow through with it. You know, I didn't have a dream of starting a food company, but I did, but I did have a cauliflower interesting on my clarity board. People call them vision boards. Um, I allow my energy just to pick and choose on the board each year. And there was a cauliflower right in the middle of it. And I wasn't really terrifically fond of cauliflower, but it's an interesting way to look at it. Wow. Connect the dots. <laughs> that is that it just showed up there yeah. um, and that you chose that. Yeah. 
let's go back just a little bit and tell me about, so you start getting these migraines and then I definitely want to dive into cauliflower foods, but you get these migraines and you said something about really having to unpack emotional trauma and figure out what's going on in your own body. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? You know, I, I focus now on trusting the process. What I recognized back then, I was not even my own authority. Everything externally was my authority. You know, I was a people pleaser. I mean, there was so much navigation that I was doing and the doctors became the authority, you know, so they were giving me very dangerous medications that I didn't even, I mean, I, I wouldn't even leave the, the doctor's office until I thought I was going to die every time they gave me a shot. But, you know, I was suffering. Um, I mean, I was in the top, I was diagnosed in the top 2% of people that suffered at UCSF. I had the leading neurologist work with me and said, if you're going to have a quality of life, it's going to look like this. It's going to be part of pain medicine and anti-vomiting medicine. I was hospitalized about 10 days a month for years. Um, And I don't look at that taking anything away from my life. It's interesting how I'm wired, but I, I utilize it now as a learning process. It really flattened that learning curve for me. And I learned to, through that process, I was so disillusioned with the system, with, is this all they have to give me? Now, if people suffer, there are so many incredible medicines out there. Pain medicine is the last thing you're going to give someone. You're going to give them uh, Emgality, Neurotech. There's so much available that just blocks the migraine without ever having to uh, drug it. But I was, you know, this is back in the 90s when these were not available. I I was flying to different countries to get simple things like Imitrex was really new on the market, not available in the States, but available there that I flew to get. So, I mean, I was seeking holistic and Western medicine, both. I was trying to balance both. Wow. And so how did that, you overcame that? What What ended wow. up finally working or was it a medicine? Was it an emotional release? How did you get to being in the hospital from 10 days a month to you're fully functioning and amazing now. Well, that's another big story. You know, I haven't talked about that yet, but maybe, maybe with you, any, I will. Um, so I fought to have the medicine at home because I was losing so much time. I have three daughters. It was a very difficult journey. I mean, the pendulum was swinging. I was either sick or super mom superwoman. And people didn't know how sick I was because that isn't what I showed people. So there was a lot of hiding. There was a lot of shame mm-hmm. and the medicine using it at home and, and having the doctors work with me. I got a staph infection and not just a little staph infection in my legs from the, the injections. My immune system was shot. I was underweight chronically. Um, I was getting weak. I wasn't exercising. I was barely eating because you're so sick, you know, and hyperemesis means I'm going to vomit for 24 hours, like every few minutes. And it was, it was pretty horrible, but I had 17 forms of staph in my legs that almost, I almost lost my legs. The minute I was diagnosed with that, I stopped the medication. I stopped the injections. I stopped everything. And I said, there's got to be a better way. And I was in then just trying to save my life. And this is in my mid forties. So, I mean, that's almost 15 years ago and everything changed from there. That's when I started deep diving into I'm not going to live this way. I had to claim my life back. And that's exactly what I did. I said, this is not working. I'm, I'm not doing this anymore. And I don't know what took place or what shifted in that moment, but there was no going back. I never took medicine again. That was it. I did suffer 
some, but not nearly like I did with the medicine. I think that we get attached and the neural pathways want to go where it knows. And this is what I teach people now. You know, we rub up against that terror barrier or something new, but if we have something that gives us some relief, we want to stay there because it's too terrifying. And people do this emotionally with their life. It's too terrifying to make a change for something else because they, they don't know the outcome. They don't, it's, it's unknown. So our psyche wants to go to what it knows, and I call it the maze, versus the terror barrier they have to get back past, which is just newness. And if you think about the 65,000 thoughts a day we have, and 85% are wired for the maze and negative, and, and 95% repetitive, we have to really step in and rewire and reprogram and feed ourselves and, and look at who we're surrounding ourselves with. Community is important. I was in complete isolation. So, because I was hiding and then there's shame. And a lot of people on their health journey start shaming themselves that they've done something wrong. You know, I live with the damage that's been done to my legs and there is no shame now, but there was for years. I couldn't talk about it. I didn't show it. It didn't look, I, and in fact, I ignored it. I didn't think it was part of me, you know, and it is part of me. It's part of my story. It's part of my empowerment. It's what brought me here. It's why I can help and see women so clearly because there's not anywhere they, they have gone where I can't see clearly, you know, if it's in alignment with me, it's got to be in alignment with, you know, with where they need to go. Huh. That's such a journey to go on and so hard, but yet you use it in a way that's so positive. But I'm sure all of those years that had to be really, really challenging. Um, but you take it and you create this amazing business that yeah. really is in line with you because you're, you're like you said, you're eating all of these whole foods. Yeah. Do you, I'm still, because I'm not a kitchen person, I've told you this. Do you, do you love to cook and create things? Like how did that come? How does one just make a cauliflower pizza? I, it's like, we can do it now, but a lot of times people yeah. weren't doing it then. Well, four fresh ingredients, but you are right. What led to that is my passion for cooking. I have always loved to work with food. I grew up on you know, having three acre gardens, canning. I mean, from a young age, I was able to work with a lot of whole foods. Gardening was is a huge passion. But even on big trips now, if I'm going to speak on stage or I'm traveling, I will, the night before, I'm all, all packed and ready to go. I will cook. It grounds me. We have to be, you know, it's, it's again, the creative process. I love creating. In fact, I've been promising a cookbook for a long time. And uh, I'm thinking that, you know, whole foods, vegetables, I love working with them. I think they're, they're so underrated. There's so much that can be done with them that people would love. And I would think in 15 minutes or less. So I'm really working with that right now. And I think that is something that I think I've been promising for about five years. I might, I might actually come through with that in the next year. Okay. I, I want to buy it. So I'm yeah. excited if you do. This has been a whole new journey for me on whole foods and vegetables and that they can taste amazing and yeah. they can be taste tasty. amazing. Yeah. yeah. That wasn't it's how easy. Yeah. I was brought up or that I knew how to cook. Yeah. You know, and I think we all have different stories on, you know, and I think a lot of people, if they, they're intimidated by what they don't know. And, and it's much easier, I think, if you've got some, some relatable story that you can connect to, like just find out what you're passionate about or find out what you love. If you love cauliflower or you love broccoli or you love Brussels sprouts, I can give you a million ways to work with that. 
because I've done it. I, I love creating new things that are interesting. Yeah. So that's good. I love that you do the creative process yeah. and yeah. I see you do it now a lot, but take us, you do the health coaching, but what made you make a transition then to life coaching or were they all tied together for you? Well, I think, you know, I kind of trusted some of the process. I kind of fell into health coaching and I, I had a passion for it. I loved helping people. I would make recipe cards and see them in it. I rented an office and I mean, I was, you know, I had set records with that company. I was changing lives. I think my clients lost 10,000 pounds and maintained it. And I was so lit up by that. It wasn't the money that's ever driven me, but the helping and the results of that and helping people change their relationship with food, change the relationship of emotional eating or um, and I knew that that was great, but that isn't, I knew that's not where I was going to go. And then of course, cauliflower foods was born out of that with my, uh, partner. And then she took the company and went that away with it. And I went with my, my life coaching, which I'd always planned on doing. So it just brought all the alignment together, the body, mind, soul, foundational work. It just was, um, just a bigger vessel I wanted to step into. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about that. So I know that you work with so many top performers yeah. and this is a transition time for a lot of people. When you transition years, you're setting goals, you're looking at, okay, what did it work? What do I want to work? What, what goals right. do I want to have? If you had somebody that really didn't have the 2023 that they wanted, how would you coach them into a different 2024? Well, I'm big on, on my daily, if I just step into what I do daily, gratitude is important, but not just gratitude, but you have to see it, feel it, experience it. It has to be personal. Don't just say, I'm grateful that it's a sunny day. Really bring it in. I really want you to sit and feel on what do you love about your life? And, you know, because I think that, you know, the, the mind is very intelligent, but it, it really likes to loop. It really likes what it knows. And like I, we talked earlier, if you don't use your mind, your mind will be using you and you're going to end your life and you're going to have a lot of things that you wanted, but you didn't accomplish. But I think if we ask ourselves these three questions each and every day, and well, there, there are things that we do every moment of the day. And I wrote these down because I think it's so important. Um, and so I'm just really glad you, you asked me that, but you can ask yourself, what do I have? Or, or do you ask yourself? We ask, we do this every day. What do you have or what do you not have? Um, you know, what do you have or what's missing is what I wrote down. Let's just go with what I wrote down. Um, what can you control and what can't you control? A lot of times we stay in what we can't control and we're not even aware that we're in that area of our lives. What can you control and what can you not control? And, you know, are you focused on the past, the present or the future? Most people, if they're anxious, are living in the future and they're trying to control the outcome. Control is a big thing I, I work with people with. And in the past, they're, they're constantly in the coulda, shoulda, wouldas. Um, we live in the here and the now. All of our power is in intake, outtake information right here. This is, this is where all your power lies. Not the, the past doesn't need you. The future does not need you. The here and the now needs your full attention. And we, and I get to the root of whose, whose voices are they hearing? Is it a, is it a teacher? Is it a mom? Is it a dad? If it's not their own authority, their own voice, we're going to re we're going to rewire that. And we're going to identify first and we're going to uh, reprogram. 
And I think that anybody can identify, if, if they can identify, like, I'm not getting the outcome I want. You know, 2023, I don't know what I wanted a lot. I'm frustrated. I can't get going in 2024. Have grace. Be kind to yourself. Ask yourself what you truly desire. Because, you know, as we talked about before, any discipline is not enough. You know, I, you know, we don't have a commitment problem, you know, or a consistency problem. We have a commitment problem. And what are you committed to? You know, I decided that last year I was committed to my health and I started watching. I started paying attention. And now I am so much closer to my goals, my health goals. You know, I will be 60 this year and I have decided it's going to be the best, healthiest 60 I can be. So I'm focused on health, not the skinniest I can be. And for the longest time it was, it was the skinniest I could be. And I had to reprogram that within myself. There was a seed planted a long time ago that wasn't even my authority. I couldn't work with that because it was constantly driving me in a different direction and it was harming me. So now it's health. What does that look like? What does it feel like? What do I desire there? Well, now I walk about six miles a day. I desire that. I desire to go out. I love nature. So find what it is. What do you desire? Do you love gyms? If you don't love gyms and you keep buying a gym membership and you never go, let's re- Put something in that you desire. If you love nature, then, then get out there. Start five minutes, 15 minutes, just small steps. Yeah, that's so good. It was just such a goal. Right now, there's a lot of talk about protein and how important it is for maintaining and gaining muscle. It really is important and quality matters. That's why I love Butcher Box. It's all organic grass-fed. Every month you can pick what cuts you want or you can choose every other month or every third month. They're giving our listeners $50 off their first order. I'll put the link in the show notes and definitely check it out. Can you say those three questions again? And then I have, I yeah. have more for you as we dig in, but I don't want people to miss those three because they are so impactful. Yeah. And you know, it's crazy that I wrote them down last minute um, as we, I usually don't write anything down, but I felt like I dropped in. I thought if I could leave people with this, that they, they are thinking about these things every day and it's either, and these are three decisions you're making every moment. You're either focused on, you know, what um, you have or what's missing in your life. And if you're focused always on what's missing, you're out of your power. You're, you're not in your power at all. So how, so you focus on what you have, and this is where gratitude anchors us. Gratitude grounds us. And that's why gratitude is so important. It opens up the heart. It opens up the chakras in the body. I use a lot of modalities. I've studied so many modalities because there isn't anything that's not valuable. You know, I work with source God, but people call it the, you know, whatever it is they're connected to. I know what I'm connected to. I know what we're not alone <laughs> and all of us are connected. You know, there's, you know, they say it's six degrees of separation. I'll go as far as saying two degrees of separation. I think we all have stories if we were vulnerable enough to share them. I can guarantee you the minute I decided to share the stories on my legs, I attracted somebody immediately who was sharing a story about her legs. And she gave me the courage to step into my truth even more and start discussing it. It was no longer something that I hid behind. And you know, and, and I didn't hide behind it, but I hid them, you know, by, by next year, I'll be wearing dresses and, and they'll be in the best shape they can be in. And I'm not going to not experience life the way I want to not go to beautiful beaches that I want to. I mean, there's a story a few years ago I was at, I was in, um, 
oh, what island was that? Oh, it was a beautiful island um, somewhere in the Bahamas. And I had someone come up and talk to me. I was in the water. Now from the waist up, it was looking really great, but my legs were very damaged and they were healing and I didn't want to get out of the water. It was a, a couple and they stood there and I must've stayed in that water for an hour talking to them. I had almost third degree burns on my back because I'm in the middle of, you know, the sun's burning on me, but I couldn't walk out of that water because, and the minute I did, I saw them turn. I, I couldn't, I was burning. I could feel my back. I thought I have to leave now. And I could see them watching me. And I thought, I never want to feel that again. So I knew I had to work with that emotional component there, the mm -hmm. shame in that moment that, and I heard them say, her legs don't look like they belong to her body. I, I, we never saw that coming. And I could hear that. And I thought, wow, does it matter to me? And then this is where the four agreements, the book, the four agreements is a, a huge premise in my life. Louise Hayes, uh, mirror work, huge. We must get right aligned with ourselves before we can align with anything out in the world. It doesn't, if we're looking for external validation or we're looking for the world to approve of us, you're never going to get it. They'll pull the rug out from under you anytime they disagree or it, you can, so you can't invest in either. Whether people love me or they don't love me, I'm not invested in that. I have to stay centered with, am I in my integrity? Am I standing in my integrity? Am I doing what I'm here to do? Am I living my life and claiming everything um, that is here for me? And what am I leaving on the table? Well, by not sharing my leg story, I was leaving the people that lived in a lot of shame or had any form. I wasn't helping them. So the more transparent I can be, the more, the more vulnerable I can be, the more I'm able to reach people. And I think there's so much, I think we could help so many more people if we all could just drop the armor and the shield and could connect because that's really what we're doing. We're just connecting, helping. Absolutely. And I think when you do that of, gosh, showing people who you really are, whether yeah. it's your personality, it's your legs, yeah. it gives them permission to do the same. Absolutely, Annie. It's, it's absolutely true. And the last question I didn't say, you asked for those three questions again. The three decisions is what, what do you have and what is missing and uh, what you can control and what you can control. And are you living in, are you focused on the past, present, or future? I think focusing on the past is, is living in shame. If we're, we're present, we must keep revisiting what does it feel like to share the story. Of course, it's going to be scary. Of course, it's yeah. going to feel because we've not done it before. And, you know, coming out of the shadows and that's where the shadow work lives is it likes secrets. You know, I believe secrets kill secrets. That secret almost killed me. I didn't want to show my legs. I, I literally could smell my legs and I went in, my husband was a practitioner. I went in, I said, something's wrong. I can smell something. And he swab my legs. I had 17 forms of staff, but I was covering them up. I, I didn't know what to do. I was panicked. And I think I knew at that moment before he, before I got the results, that it was critical that I was in a pivotal moment that I could no longer cope the way I was coping. Yeah. And aren't we, I, I think that's honestly such a, an emotion that I don't know if it's shame is an emotion. I think it is, but um, that we all use, like there's such yeah. like power over us when we keep those secrets, when we let shame dictate our life. So the minute we just let it out and just put it in the light, it's almost like that shame just kind of doesn't go away completely, but it definitely takes the stronghold off of us. 
Well, not only that, we create these stories in our lives. And if we keep feeding the story, we're in the past. The truth is if living in the here and the now, this moment hasn't even happened before. We haven't even had this conversation before. I've shared things here I've never shared before. So it's opening up more opportunity for me to share more. So I'm on that trajectory and that alignment of this is where I'm going. But I did it because I'm in the here and now. Now, if I was in the past and living in the shame, I would have never shared any of that. So this is where you know we have to ask ourselves that every day, are, are we living in the past or the present or the future? But we have you know, um, our stories and we have the truth and the truth lives in, we don't, we don't know what the truth is yet because we haven't been there. You know, the truth is where we're going. Um, if we let the stories control our lives and remember the 80% of our subconscious is running the show, the stories are what is in the middle. And we've got hundreds of them that we've programmed from, you know, even money stories, lack and scarcity often comes from not even our story, but maybe a parent said, you know, you're not good with money. And then boom, I'm not good with money. And the rest of the, your life, you're not, you're not great with money because you heard at a very vulnerable age that you weren't good and it was impressionable. And you just rewire that. You say, the evidence shows in the here and the now that I'm really good with money. You know, so there's just so many ways and this is the, the rewiring, but we must identify. First thing, identify and then claim what you want, reprogram. There's, there's a process that is, I like simplicity. Just like cauliflower foods, four fresh ingredients, simple. It was simple, fresh, easy. I still go back to simple. I do not want to make this process complicated for people. I go right to the problem. I unpack it. You know, I'm an intuitive, born that way, can't help it. I think it's God gave me the gift. And uh, I can see down the road and I come back, I dump out all the pieces. I ask the appropriate questions and they get to where they're going. So maybe I have a little bit of secret sauce there, but in trusting the process, I now don't second guess myself. Where before, when I, I discussed how I started this, I second-guessed everything. I wasn't my own authority. Anybody that came along, you know, it was like, oh, they must know better than I did. I, I abandoned myself continually. Now I stay in the truth. And I, I there's no spiritual bypassing. I feel it all. Whatever it is I'm meant to feel, I'm willing to go through it to get the outcome I need. Otherwise, I'm looping in the past. <laughs> Do you think that's where people get into trouble is you, you've talked about it a few times of just feeling the feelings. And I think yeah. in our society, and I know this has been me at certain times, it's easier not to feel those mm -hmm. things and just kind of live surface level and push them off. Well, change provokes fear because our, our brain is not wired for change. It's wired to stay knowing what it knows. It's like, oh no, back over here. We, we know this. Even if it's not benefiting your life, this is where discipline will get you all messed up. I guess I'm not disciplined enough. has nothing to do with it. The brain knows what it knows and wants to go there. So we have to really unpack what it is our desires are and utilize the resources to get us to where we're going. And that looks different for every person. You know, there's some people that are in deep resistance. They're not willing to, you know, sometimes people um, get angry at me. They're like, I don't have any trauma. I'm like, well, it's not just trauma, but let's just start exploring where you got that idea that that was your truth. And then in the end, maybe two days later, oh, wow. Oh, wow. I absolutely am in denial, but I just had someone sign up for my Clarity uh, Mastermind in March. She said, you know, we met, you said that I was in enormous resistance and I was so angry. She hung up on me and I'm like, oh, okay. But see, I don't take it personally. It's not about me. I just want to shine the light. And the light was just a little bit too bright, but she came back and said, I'm, I'm in, I filled out your application. Please take me. 
you were so right. I'm resistant everywhere, everywhere in my life. I, she sat with it and just said, wow, resistance, 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 resistance. And so that aha moment for her could lift the veil of, wow, this is, this is what I want. Because people have to claim what they want, but we have to work through why you haven't got there yet. Mm -hmm. I think that's so true. And a lot of times I think we tell ourselves that of, I'm not disciplined enough or I'm not working yeah. hard enough, but that's yeah. not the truth. No, no. We, like I said before, it's, it's oftentimes we don't have a consistency problem. We have a commitment problem. We're very consistent with our bad behavior. <laughs> We're consistent with apple pie at midnight or whatever it is that's keeping you. And then you shame yourself and then the cycle and then the body knows the way. I, I love the book, The Body Knows the Score. But because the body starts to, uh, you know, crave those things. You know, now that I'm, I'm halfway through this health journey and, and I won't stop, who knows what the 60s are going to bring me. I think I'll be in the best shape of my life. Certainly people will look at my thinnest part of my life and say, oh, you were, so no, I was starving myself. I was sick. I was obsessed, weight obsessed. And I've never talked about that either. Um, but there was a story in my head that stuck and I just had to stay there at all costs. So the migraines actually fed that too, because if I was sick, I was losing even more weight. So, you know, there is nothing that is soul and separate. Nothing is disconnected from our life. It is all part of the process. We can't, we can't be grateful for one area of our life and be fearful. You can't hold fear and gratitude at the same time. You have to choose. Am I going to be afraid or am I, I going to be grateful? You can't choose, you know, I, am I going to be, am I going to shame myself or am I going to honor myself? You're doing one or the other every minute of the day and you have to choose. Okay. If I'm going to honor myself, what does that look like? What does that feel like? I want to know how people want to feel in this life. You know, I saw something Eddie Murphy did, and it really impacted me last year. It was a video he did, and I share it a lot on my, on my stories. It's like you have 75 summers, 75 winters, 75 birthdays. That's the average life, 75 years. That's 15 more years for me. And I'm thinking, wow, 75 more winters, 75. How do I want to feel in those? I'm not willing to sacrifice myself anymore for how I should look, show up. I'm here and, and this is why I'm so passionate about what I do. If I can help women get there, I'm going to do it. And I work with men too. I look, I work with a lot of professional men. Interesting. My mastermind is just for women though. I claimed, I didn't leave that open-ended. I said, this is going to be a small mastermind for women that want something and they haven't got there yet. Let's, and I will call in like-minded women that, um, and I'll interview them because this is a process that I want this to be a place of safety. And I want them to be able to get their trajectory of what they think they want and where they end up. Usually you're right. It's not the same, but nevertheless, they'll exit it with a lot of unpacking and a lot of growth. And they'll have claimed something and desired something in the end. Yeah. I'm sure that's an amazing journey for them. And, you know, I feel like I've seen you over the last, we've known each other about a year um, really go on that journey yourself. I, I think we're always on the journey to yeah. being the best person that we were meant to be. Yeah. And when we met about a year ago, you just, you were just stepping out of some such challenging times in your life. And yeah. over the past year, I've seen you show up and be consistent, really focus on your health. Yes. Can you just tell us about your journey? Because I think yeah. that, you know, there's a lot of coaches that talk the talk, but you're one that actually walks the walk. And I love that about you. Can you just share a little bit about that with us? 
Gosh, you're going deep today. Yes, I will. More questions for you. (laughs) Yeah, you know, it's true. Uh, I had about four years ago, um, my whole life blew up. You know, I was shattered. I was shattered by betrayal. And what it did for me was it was take me as a coach to another level of understanding. But first I had to heal. So in that healing process, I gained some weight. I didn't shame myself, but it didn't feel good either. But I chose to focus on the healing. I got a a phenomenal um, mentor and therapist and I unpacked, but I knew that I had called in a lot of betrayal in my life, partnerships, betrayals, relationships, family. I mean, it's incredible how much betrayal I started to look at, but this was the grand finale of finales. And so in doing that work, I, I, I was able to, because I was willing to unpack with no resistance. I didn't stay in the rage of what was happening. I allowed myself to feel it all. I just cracked wide open. And I decided if I'm going to move forward, I'm going to change how I show up in the world. I'm not going to attract this again. And that's where I'm at four years later. But in that process, I learned to trust myself. I learned that we must be vulnerable. We must allow ourselves to feel it all. This is where I say no spiritual bypassing. And as you know, I put that video out last week where I show the grief in the middle of it on the coast. I took that video for myself, never intending four years later to share it. But I talk about it because I think we have to absolutely allow ourselves to shatter when things are, we just can't rebuild them. We, and, and I sought out the help I needed and I got quiet. You know, I still had a thriving coaching practice and there's some imposter syndrome that can go like, how can I be an intuitive coach and have this under my nose and absolutely be betrayed at such a deep level? Because my core wound was betrayal, you know, and I had, I had to identify who that person was in my life because I was going to keep repeating that because that was my core fear was safety. So I was going to keep looking outside of myself for safety and it wasn't safe at all. So now I look in here for safety. I check in with me all the time. So that was I not the last piece of the puzzle because I think we are students forever if we choose this work. There is no um, goal line, you know, like I'm, I've arrived. I'm now, I got it, I got it down. But that piece was huge. There was an understanding and a love that I have for myself that, I mean, every day and what I teach women every day is to go back and any area that you've shamed or you're not good enough, you pick her up and you tell her, how incredible she is that she endured that. And I've written some meditations that walk through this because I had a dream and I wrote this meditation where I meet myself. I knock on a door and I'm meeting myself and she grabs my hands and she's so lovely. And she says, I'm so grateful for you. Thank you for carrying this load for so long. It's, it it makes me emotional every time I think of it because she had such gratitude for me for doing the work and never giving up, never turning back. And I live in that moment a lot. It's like, I'm so grateful for yesterday. I'm so grateful I woke up this morning. There's no migraines anymore. I'm healthy. I'm able to walk. Everything is like, wow, I get to do this. I get to work with women. People say you have a grueling schedule. I'm like, oh, I'm honored to get up at 3 a.m. and work with women all over the world. I love it. So until I don't love it anymore, this is where I'm at. Look at Annie, you made me cry. Look at that. <laughs> now I'm like, <laughs> yeah. well, I appreciate you just yeah. sharing and being authentic because yeah, it really has been the journey I've seen yeah. 
beyond, you know, you mentioned losing the 30 pounds and um, really just showing up and doing the work of doing the walking, doing that. You've always been a healthy eater and you've shared some of those recipes, but um, I I love that because it just, it shows the person you are. And like you said, you're not done yet. You're still on this road. Yeah. I don't even know what next year is going to look like. I mean, we can map out all the plans we want. And of course, as a businesswoman, I've got some ideas of where, I, where I'd like to go. And But I'm very open to this process. I think we have to not get stuck on the outcome. We have to know that God knows so much more than we do. And if we trust in this process, that it will take us everywhere we want to go. But if we claim something and we're stuck on that trajectory, we can get very stuck in the process. And we're just, we're hitting the same thing over and over again. And I'm like, the, the needle isn't moving. So let's get that needle moving. So I stay very open to um, being available. We have to make ourselves available. Yeah. I'm working on that. That's really what I'm going to focus on this year is just that clarity yeah. And being open to what is that next step? Because yeah. I think it's always this process that's in the works. Yeah, you're absolutely right. It's always moving, you know, just like energy. It never, we're never stuck. People say, I'm so stuck. Oh, you're not stuck. It, we're always moving. Everything is always moving because everything is energy. You know, money is energy. If we want to really look at it, people that live in lack and scarce, money is energy. Everything is energy. We're made out of energy. So you're never stuck. You are just in a cycle and it might be a very tight little loop of a story you got stuck with that isn't moving you. So you got to bust that and say, oh, wow, because it's usually, you know, we can call it limiting beliefs. There's so many words we can use, but um, I like to go right to source. Like, hmm, I'm listening to what they're saying and I'm watching their life and it doesn't connect. So you, you've got to identify the breakdowns. But for you, Annie, I'm watching you just bust out. You've always been incredible, but I love, I love where you're going. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. And, you know, for me, there were some stories from before that I identified. I talked about them at Amber Lee's event when I spoke there. Wow. Just, yeah. Things from when you were small that really could be insignificant, but yes. I mean, they get stuck there and you can so easily loop back around. Oh, Absolutely. Like, for me, I had to go back and talk to that girl in the seventh grade to say, wait a minute, no. we're not in the seventh grade anymore. They don't, no. nobody has power over you. Like yeah. you get to reclaim who you want to be today. That's right. That trauma bond or that loyalty pack we make with that seven-year-old, the seven-year-old is running the life, you know, our life. We're not in running our lives. And this is why when we can see people who are very reactive, it's like, I'm always very patient and loving because I understand really angry people aren't really angry. They're very hurt. They're, 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 they're suffering underneath. It doesn't mean I tolerate it, but it also means I have love and compassion. And I believe that love and compassion are always what I lead with. You know, if I'm watching someone really react, I'm understanding that I wonder who's running a show here because you are out of control and I would like to help you, you know, regulate, you know, we've got our, we deregulate. We have, this is, I look at myself now, very regulated. There's very few things that will deregulate me to where I'm reactive. I take time. I breathe. Breathing is such a big part of what I do. I breathe. I drink an adequate amount of water, half my body weight every day, minimum. I I have water all over my desk today. I set myself up for success. You know, I have protein. I eat a lot of protein every day. So I don't, you know, before I did not set myself up for that. 
So we have to set ourselves up for the success we want, but, um, and we have to identify who's running the show too. Yeah. So important on all of those to identify. And then, like you said, those small habits that set you up for success, because you do have a crazy schedule. And I know a lot of our listeners do too. Yes. You have to plan to be successful with your everyday habits. Every day. Yes. We have to plan to be, and you know, it's, uh, it's kind of like priming your life, you know, think of, you know, how we take care of other people. And as women, we, if we have families, how we put people first and it's so uh, such a nature, a caring nature, but most women do not take care of themselves. It, it, they're last and what's left over is what they get. And I'm thinking you must build the people just asked me yesterday on a, I was like on a keynote. They said, what can a, a, a woman do to you know, who's building a business, what can she do to take care of herself? I, she's got to build in joy. She's got to build in happiness. She's got to build an exercise. You can't forfeit those things and put them on a box and say, you know what, when I have time, I'll get to those and I'm going to just knock it out. Burnout. I mean, the five stages of stress, you're in one of them. If you're doing that, you must find the balance. It must be in flow, not push, push. You're going to hit that brick wall and you're going to, you're going to hit it and you're going to fall down. And I've done that multiple times. I don't do that anymore. I'm really proud to say (laughs) I don't do that anymore. (laughs) Yes. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. You've shared so many great things with us today. I'm super grateful for that. Is there anything else that you would like to share that we haven't covered today? I don't think so. Boy, we really went the gamut. We we talked about a lot today. You even made me cry. No one's made me cry. Look at that. (laughs) Yeah. Thank you. I, <laughs> I thank love you these. for sharing all of your emotions and I, I don't know, just bringing them out on the podcast today, I think is, You're welcome. again, gives people permission to do yes. the same because they see you and you're super successful and yeah. you still have those moments of vulnerability because we yeah. all have them. It ties us together as humans. Yeah. I guess if I left with one thing, it was like, don't be afraid to be new at something. Don't be afraid to ask questions. Don't be afraid to get a mentor and say, I don't know what's happening here. Be honest with yourself. You've got to meet yourself first and claim that. And then because the growth after that is exponential. If you, and I've watched that, the minute they get honest with themselves about what it is they're in resistance to, but don't be afraid to, to ask questions. Don't be afraid to reach out. Don't be afraid. You wouldn't believe the people that watch me for years and say, I was afraid to reach out because I didn't think you'd work with me. And I'm like, what are you thinking? You know, I always wonder what that's about, but this is this worthiness issue that we, I think that is something I focus on. So I want everyone to know how worthy they are. They're just so worthy. I see so much worth in this world and I just want them to, to claim everything they desire because goes back to those 75 winter, summer's birthdays. You know, how do you want to spend them? How do you want to spend them? Yeah, so good. What what would be the best way for people to connect or reach out to you? Well, I, I do like social media. Um, we've got The Real Dana Grant on Instagram. We've got Dana Grant Coaching on Facebook and Dana Grant. Reach out and connect with me. I love connecting with people. And they can reach out and send me an email if they like to at hello at danagrant.com. Um, and uh, I have a Clarity Collective Mastermind coming up in March. I'm thrilled um, if this sounds like something that aligns with them and, you know, reach out, chat with me. I like to make myself available to do that, even with the schedule. It's, it's important for me to hear people and what they need and what they want. Thank you. And I think you have a gift for doing that. And I'll make sure I put all of those in the show notes so people can 
definitely reach out and connect with you because you are such an amazing lady. It was so good to spend time with you today. This has been so fun spending time with you. Yes, I agree. Thank you all for joining Be The Person podcast. Make sure you subscribe. If anyone would benefit, share this with them and always give a five-star review. Thank you so much. Thank you.